Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, friends and family? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. If you're listening to this at the time of its release, it is Wednesday. And uh, we're excited to be with you going through the Gospel of Luke. And I said it before, Mm. and I'll say it again. What? I love that we got to read this gospel at the beginning of Advent and kind of go through the Christmas story Agreed. as we're sitting in this and excited to, mm-hmm. to celebrate with you on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and to celebrate with you on the day, like mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. It's cool. Like one of the things Bobby did so well for our family this year as we mm. try to enter into the season more intentionally. Tell me. What did um, I we're do? sitting at our kitchen table right now, just in case you hear some funny noises or squeals or squeaks. <laughs> um, at the center of our table, she got this really cool Advent candle spiral, spiral thing. Yeah. it's like a wooden spiral very fun that's got 25 holes in it for it, it was designed to have one candle going in it, and every day you're supposed to like journey through advent and move the candle but mm-hmm. you know as corvers we go big we go big time no well i think you can do it however you got 25 candles in this thing so. no <laughs> so, we didn't get them we made them that's true we made them but when it comes my to kids time, and i made them these i cheered you on <laughs> What? Well, what's awesome is every dinner we shut the lights off. It's an inferno. And we say Christ, Christ is light, and yeah. we light the candle. We do. Christ is light. We light the candle, and every day it's getting brighter and brighter. And now we shut yeah. down all the lights at mealtime because <laughs> we've got twelve, thirteen candles lit now. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty bright, and the Christmas lights on the tree, and it's just really special. And we have this Advent reading yeah. that's going through. Like um, last night, we read about Ruth and yeah. Boaz. Um, read about Jacob the day before. And so there's like ways to intentionally step in. So I want to encourage you as you read Luke, um, continue to find ways to step into Advent intentionally yeah. and seek Jesus. And we're called to worship, not just celebrate. And mm-hmm. this is like the best, it's been one of the best Advents we've ever had, I think. Yeah, it has been really special. I uh, I agree with you there. And it's interesting though, guys, because the fluff of life, like and not fluff, pain. It just continues, you know, it just continues to happen at the holidays too, you know? And so whether that's sickness, um, physically, if there's stuff going on relationally, there's stuff at your work, there's, you know, you're trying to, it's just a lot. And so then just sitting down together at night and looking at, like Clark said, looking at the flame, the candle, and just kind of recentering, um, has been, has been a gift too. We also had a special grandpa visitor (laughs) and Clark's dad was here. And so that, that was awesome. You know, just really special too, to, to see people and have those kind of relationships Mm -hmm. when you're together, just to be able to share the time Advent is huge. So, okay. We're turning our attention now to Luke 13. Yeah, Luke 13. And there's just a ton to talk about again really in the chapter. Stuff. We're not going to get to all of it, but we'll there we'll lift the stuff that lifted for us. Mm-hmm. And so Clark, you jump in because okay. I had never heard what you were talking about yeah, in these so first verse, few verses. Yeah, first couple of verses, verse 1, it's an odd statement talking about how Pilate mixed the blood of Galileans for a sacrifice. Yeah, right. It's not mentioned anywhere else and it's not even really referenced in any other secular historical writings. And mm-hmm. so we're not sure what Jesus is referring to here. But Pilate did do something really evil mm-hmm. around this time. He needed money to build Roman aqueducts. I'm not sure if you've heard this or not. No. And so <laughs> he went and took money out of the Jewish temple treasury mm. and some of like the articles of gold to build his like aqueducts. Sure, to fund it. The mm-hmm. Jewish people were mad, and so they mm. sent a delegation to go talk to him and ask for their money back. Pilate sent a bunch of soldiers out into the crowd dressed as civilians in cloaks with daggers, and they murdered everybody. 
And so they're not sure. Yeah. So talk about political tension and just, this is what Jesus is living in right now. Mm -hmm. But he comes in and he gives a strong word to them saying, you have to take your spiritual faith seriously because you're going to repent of your sin and experience salvation now and forever, or you're going to perish and spend eternity in hell apart from God. Mm. And so as I studied this, in verse 3 and 5, you'll see the words repent pop yeah. up. I'll read it to you. Actually, you want to read verses 3, 4, and 5 for us? I, I want to. Yes. Let me find it. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all those others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Again, I'm sorry for this translation, you guys. No, you're good. <laughs> okay. It's uh, not much different from mine and NIV. Bobby's oh, got ESV, I have NIV. Great. What's interesting here when you look at the Greek is that word repent is used in two different verb forms, almost as if one is pointing to a one-time repent event, and the mm. second time it's used, it's almost referring to a continuous action. And that is a beautiful picture of That's Christian huge. life. It's justification Mm -hmm. and it's sanctification. Mm -hmm. So the one-time justification is repenting of your sin and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But it's not a Mm -hmm. one-and-done deal. Like, for okay, now Christ is in your life. You might be technically saved. Cool. But God wants more for you. And so we have to continually repent. And that's where Mm -hmm. that sanctification occurs, the continuous repenting. Because multiple times every day I fall short. Mm -hmm. And God gives us repentance as a gift to say, God, I missed it again. Mm -hmm. Would you forgive me? Mm -hmm. And so that call to repent or perish is a beautiful reminder that, yeah, sure, we repent of our sins and accept Christ as Savior, but repentance is a gift that you and I need to do continuously throughout the days, moment by moment, and uh, ask God to continue to to refine us to be the men and women that he created us to be. Because what does that really look like? Like, if we were to pause, that's a huge, that is a huge takeaway from this text. If I'm reading that by myself and I'm sitting at home, I'm not getting that, really. I'll I'll talk about you for a second. I think Bobby's modeled (laughs) this well to our family in that when we pray with our kids now, Bobby's kind of led the charge in modeling repentance for our kids. So last night... After a, a beautifully good and long <laughs> oh dear. day oh dear. and another Christmas recital and mm. whatever, we're at home, a sugar cookies later on, teeth brushed, in bed, kids are bouncing off the walls, and it's been a long day. And really, I feel like we parented pretty well, but there mm. were definitely moments we were impatient. And Bobby, you repented to God in your prayer with our family for being impatient yeah. with the kids and that we need to be more gracious. And were the kids being knuckleheads? Absolutely. But, you know... That we, you and I could have done better in some of those moments. And we let the kids know that saying, Hey, mom and dad repent of this and, uh, help us be more patient and help us to like meet the kids in sinful moments with grace and truth, not just, you know, go stand in time out for 10 minutes and not unpacking it. So I think, I think you modeled that well there Mm. because patience is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And that's one like minor example just from last night that I felt we could we could look at. Yeah. I think just helping me, the Lord's been helping me understand the seriousness of sin. And, you know, we're kidding ourselves if we look back on our day and like, oh, we're good. You know, we don't need to repent. Like I would encourage you just to spend more time and to sit and to ask the Lord to show you that, um, because there are moments that we can, you know, free ourselves by, doing this act of repentance see Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like likewise you will perish that's i think what really took 
me hit me was like Clark saying there's this act where we turn and we face Jesus and we say we accept you as our Lord and Savior so we're not perishing now because we have eternal life in you but also you know there's those acts every day where little by little we're just getting you know kind of cut and worn and and we're there's a refining process for sure in Christ but um you know, unforgiveness um, and these kind of unrepentant sins that we walk in, yeah. that that's another form of perishing, you know, that Jesus is saying, you don't have to even walk that way. Like not only in, you know, eternal life in heaven with me always, but also just these everyday weights that we carry. And then the Lord's saying, just repent and experience freedom in me. Um, and so I, I want that for my kids. I want them to say, you know, I'm, I've hurt someone or I'm embarrassed or, you know, this or that happened and we can be honest and we can seek repentance and reconciliation mm-hmm. with each other. And, um, so I'm grateful to be able to do that with my family. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other things just within the few verses that we've read already, I, I appreciate is yeah. every now and then we'll have someone at church or you'll hear other people speaking this of preachers saying, just shut up preacher and preach the Bible. Don't preach about the current events at hand. And yeah. always like our our um, interpretation of our events and our experiences has to be through scripture. It must be. Hmm. But to say just like analytically study the Bible and turn a blind eye to what's happening in the world is not only negligence, it's unbiblical. And here I love what yeah. Jesus is um, saying is he's talking yeah. about current events. He's talking about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed. And then he's talking about the news. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hear about that tower that the fell? Tower, Those yeah. 18 people died. Like that's so terrible. Let me take a current event and teach you something biblical about it, mm. about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so I love that where yeah. through this, the lens of scripture, we interpret and, and help understand like what's happening around us right now. Mm-hmm. And here Jesus is again teaching everybody like, hey, look, bad people are going to drop dead. Good people are going to drop dead. Mm. It's not because one person was more holy than the other that mm-hmm. this this sad natural disaster occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just part of being in a sinful world. And so, yeah, yeah, that uh, that part stood out to me. Let's keep going. I know we got a lot to say. I, I don't know where where is the next thing that kind of stuck out to you, Clark? Um, well, dealing with the crippled woman healed on the yeah. Sabbath. We don't okay. need to talk so much about Sabbath. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago. Hmm. But verse um, sixteen does stick out to me when it okay. says, "Then Jesus is basically mm-hmm. pleading on behalf of this woman, like." imploring why she should be healed. Like, who cares if it's a Sabbath? It's supposed to be a good thing. Mm. Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Mm. And so when it comes to healing, again, we've said this before, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes uh, God heals and it's to his glory. Sometimes there's actually a death that is mm-hmm. unto the glory of God. And as that seed dies and mm-hmm. then multiplies, the testimony shared actually do a ton of good for the kingdom of God and people hearing the gospel and at a, having a tender heart at that moment mm-hmm. and being like, I need, I need help. I'm going to die one day. Mm-hmm. And so here there are times like there are just it's straight up science. It's like the bone is not aligned and the doctor's got to align it. And then there are other times the scripture implies here that there are mm-hmm. um, infirmities that we experience that are spiritual and we need to pray and ask God to heal. And if there's anything demonic involved, Hmm. we go. So there's a really fine line to walk because you don't want someone to over spiritualize everything. And you also don't want to, um, just science and science alone is it, you know, it's like, it's actually a both and 
So that was interesting. We know that just about being like a holistic being, like that there's some, like our mental health, our physical health, and so spiritual health also. also. What my takeaway from that was actually verse 10. Now yeah. he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And again, how many times have we said this, that some of this stuff, this like cuckoo stuff is happening in synagogue. Yes. Like this is not on a dirt path. I mean, sometimes it is in between places or in someone's home, which also happens too. But these ones I think are just lifting for me. Like, hey folks, we belong to each other and people sitting right next to you in the pew or you sitting Mm -hmm. there in the pew, you know, is who the Lord has come for. And so it's like, man, let's, Let's pray. Let's lean in to these things because it sometimes it's like, hey, you know, you really need to go and we got to talk to our next door neighbors and you got to talk to your coworkers. Well, goodness gracious, start by talking to the person right next to you in For the sure. pew. For sure. And so that was just a, another time where Luke, you know, where, where we're reading that, that it's inside of the synagogue uh-huh. that this is happening. So, and also that that's where freedom has happened too yep, in the synagogue. Exactly. So let's jump to the, that next pericope, the okay. parables of the mustard seed and yeast. I've been okay. waiting to share this story because it's such a powerful illustration. You have been. Clark's oh. been sitting on this and he has not First, used it's it. It's going to come up in a sermon again. So sorry, <laughs> you're going to hear it multiple times, but this it's is what the scripture thing. says. Um, the parable of the mustard seed. Jesus said, what's the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree and all the birds of the air perched in its branches. Again, he asked, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like the yeast of a woman and mixed into a large, uh, the yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked through the dough. When it comes to the mustard seed, the Jewish law had it where you could not bring a mustard seed anywhere near your garden because when the mustard <laughs> seed was planted, they would take over. They were some of the smallest of seeds, but some of the strongest. And so mm. back in the day when there was a transition from empire to empire, um, Darius, who was king of Persia, invaded Europe. And this was when the clash of uh, uh, Persia and really like Rome and um, the Greeks and all this was occurring. And this is what happened. Darius invaded Europe and he was met by Alexander the Great. And as a taunt, Darius had sent a bag of sesame seeds to show his vast multitude of soldiers. Like, hey, look how many we are. And and in return, Alexander sent back like two or three small mustard seeds. He said, you might be many, but we're more powerful. We're going to handle you. And they did. This is when Alexander the Great's empire begins to grow. And what's so cool about that is the first century Jewish audience would have would have known this. And so when God talks about, hey, having the faith the size of a mustard seed and allowing the kingdom of God to infiltrate every aspect of your heart, and not only every aspect of your heart, but the kingdom of God is going to come and take over all of creation one day. It's powerful. Like you might be more than us right now. We're more powerful. And I love that image. So don't despise a day of small things little moments of, of faith-filled actions and faith-filled prayer, God's working in it. And hey, as we kind of near the end here, Bobby's grabbing snacks for our kids, um, the narrow door. And uh, this is the last thing I'll say, at least about this, this chapter today, is Jesus is teaching people. He's talked about repentance. He's talked about perishing. He says, if you want to come like to experience salvation in eternity, he says in verse 24, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Meaning they're trying to enter into salvation, the good life, and other ways. And why I appreciate this verse, it says, it says, make every effort. Um, you could also mm-hmm. translate that strive. Yeah. 
And so there's a huge difference between effort and earning. We're going to beat that one home until we all get it deep in our minds and our hearts. Um, God's not opposed to effort. He's opposed to earning. It's a free gift of grace that we receive through faith in what Christ has done. But you and I got to put forth best effort. And here, when it's talking about eternity, you and I have to take our spiritual life more seriously than our physical life and more Mm -hmm. seriously than our emotional life Mm -hmm. and more seriously than our financial life. What he's saying here is like, you're going to spend eternity in one of two places and there's only one way we got to go. And you have to make every effort to go through that mm-hmm. door and walk that way mm-hmm. intentionally. And that comes from Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. And so that's mm-hmm. just another strong word to me. Don't get caught up in civilian affairs and things that don't matter. Don't get caught up in the in the um, minors when you got a major in the majors. Um, and so I'm taking that word to heart today. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, that's huge. I mean, another way to say it that we've heard is like, we got all kinds of information, but we want intimacy with Jesus. Yep. And so that's kind of, you know, where we're, where we're headed today. I think I have someone here who would like to say, would you like to say your Isaiah 9, 6? Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Would you like to just say, God bless you? God bless you. Okay. Well, should we try Isaiah 9, 6, 4 to us? Okay, ready? Go ahead. Since um, 4 to us, Cyrus is born to us. Son is born. Son is given. And the... Robert, and he name is Robert God. The, oh, almost. Where's the government gonna be, Quinn? On his. He name is wonderful, bountiful, mighty, mighty God. and he name is everlasting water, and he name brings him peace. And the Prince of Peace. <laughs> yes, Quinny. Quinn. There you go, Quinny. We've been memorizing Thank Isaiah you, 9 and 6. Quinny. Awesome. Well, hey, friends, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Like we say every Wednesday, we've got prayer and worship tonight. Always a gift, always a holy ground, but it's really special this time of year because it's decorated. And so when you, <laughs> like, I love it. When you shut those lights down and it's just lit up and you have the stained glass oh, and it the is. Christmas trees, go it's way. just, oh, <laughs> it's awesome. So I, I love it. So you're invited. Come receive prayer. Also, we're going to have another prayer and worship night geared towards mental health on Wednesday, January 4th. And so we would love for you to spread the word. There'll be promos coming out, but we'd love to have you come and pray. All right. God bless you. And uh, we'll talk to you Friday. Bye-bye. bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.